This, this is the Our Auto Expert Podcast. Find us on air, online, on mobile, and on your smart speaker. Please subscribe at ourautoexpert.com. Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Now, here's the host of Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Nick Miles. Locally created, nationally celebrated from the northwest to the southeast. This is America's Car Radio Show. If it has a throttle, we'll feature it on air, online, on smart speaker, or on smartphone. This is our auto expert, where two million Americans get their automotive news daily. I'm your host, Nick Miles, along with truck girl Jen Powell. Big week this week. Lots of interesting news going on. Plus, we, of course, have a packed Our Auto Expert show with some exclusive guests talking about new products, some news, some tech, plus talking about news that is breaking. If you're in the market for a brand new vehicle, you may be in luck because, sadly... Yesterday, after many years, uh, Hertz filed for bankruptcy. We knew it was coming. It's been talked about coming, and paperwork eventually surfaced that the bankruptcy is going ahead. Yesterday, Jen was online and found Corvettes for sale, their special Hertz edition. How many originally, Jen, were for sale? I think there were six total. Six total, and suddenly this morning, just one One left. left. (laughs) Uh, If you go to the website, to the Hertz website for selling cars, they are going like a fire sale. Oh, yeah. Um, We also, we haven't matched the prices to see what percentage they're coming down by, but selling off a huge amount of inventory, and if you are going to be a car buyer, you might want to get in on this frenzied buying because these vehicles, clearly, after we saw the Corvettes, all sell out but one in the first 24 hours. It looks like some of those other vehicles will be selling out too. SUVs, BMW X3s, X1s, they are for sale right here. Plenty of sedans, luxury and non-luxury vehicles, but the best deals are usually to be made on the luxury vehicles. But check it against a pricing system to make sure that you're getting a good deal. The vehicles are up. They're selling them off. How many? Probably more in total are going to be sold than 500,000. They're selling off a lot of inventory. So that is news today. We'll talk to Anton Wallman later in the show about what brought about the bankruptcy and whether or not this could have been avoided for such a monumental company like Hertz Car Rental going out of business, now filing for bankruptcy. Uh, Ford opened their factory and immediately closed it. A couple of days later, two factories got closed after workers tested for COVID-19. But it is not a tragedy. It's exactly what should have happened. Ford caught those workers in their new scans, in their new filtering system, had them checked and found out that they should not have been on the work line. They sent them home to self-quarantine. Now, when you enter a U.S. manufacturing plant, there are spaced entries. It's two meters apart or six feet. There are thermal cameras, questions, questionnaires. And then if you have signs or symptoms that you have COVID-19, 
you are tested and those test results back in 24 hours and at that point then you're not allowed back on the factory floor what happened to those workers areas they were deep cleaned in chicago and in detroit and the factories were reopened almost immediately after they had been cleaned where those workers had been uh, in the factory factories back up and running in chicago making the explorer and the lincoln aviator in detroit making parts and of course some of ford's biggest vehicles made there so the new systems in place in the big american three companies there is a staggered opening by the way we will see more factories opening over the next few weeks and then you will see people ramp up from around 50 percent to 100 percent I talked to Mercedes this week, who tell me their factory is already at 100%, reproducing cars and uh, mostly SUVs and Sprinter vans, and they're back up to full capacity. In the big three automakers, which is Ford, General Motors, and Fiat Chrysler, they're saying they will ramp up when it's safe to do so. First of all, they want to make sure those systems are working. All right, Jen, what's on the show today? Well, we've got a packed show. We're going to be talking about a vehicle which could be in your driveway. It's one of the most sensible buys on the market right now, the Nissan Sentra. It's all new, and it has some significant advantages over the competition. The 2021 Special Edition Toyota Prius. Uh, That is going to be on sale. We're going to find out about that. Still one of the most popular hybrids in, in the world. Uh, Mark Gillies is going to join us to talk about the new Golf GTI. That's a stellar piece of equipment. Just recently drove one, and it's probably the best sports car, sports hatchback out there for the money. The hot hatch. The hot hatch. (laughs) Uh, That is going to be on the show with Mark Gillies from VW. We're going to find out about what the GTI still offers after all these years. I think we're in the eighth generation now, ninth generation on its way. Uh, maybe it's the other way around, but they're on their way. Uh, what is going to happen? What's happening at Kia? They've been using their staff who are not working in the office as normal to help deliver masks and also get out and support the community, especially homeless youth. James Bell joining us from Kia to talk about how Kia are getting ahead of what the virus is doing and trying to help out local communities. And of course, we will have Anton Wallman, our independent analyst and investor. Jen, you said this morning when we rode in in the Mercedes A220, the AMG version, you said Mercedes do a good job of making cheap look good. I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) You know, I should just never talk in the vehicles when we drive. Why? Because you always like make it sound so bad. That's what you said. Am I repeating what you said? Anyways. Yes. Great. Okay, so let's talk about the 220. Roars of laughter from, yeah. from the rest of the radio station. Yeah. Uh, I think they make it look good. They LED, make it look fabulous. LED lighting, huge screens that go across halfway across the dash with a split screen. All the gauges are digital. And, of course, your favorite feature, hey, Mercedes. <laughs> I should, okay, let me elaborate a little bit. This is the MBUX that responds to your voice. Right. I'm talking about my comment. So they do have (laughs) plastic interior, but it's, they make it look very luxurious. That's what I was saying. It doesn't look like the inexpensive plastic. Am I? I'm not helping. No, myself, just repeat what I? Jen said. <laughs> Mercedes do a good job of making cheap look good. Uh, is anyways, that what you said? Yeah, I just meant right. 
ent- an entry level vehicle, making it look a mi- little more luxurious. You know, Mercedes AMG are a luxury vehicle, right? They Performance are. Performance vehicle. They are. But, but they're a, they do a good job at making cheap look good. Oh my gosh. Yeah, okay. Well, this one starts at 32.8. Yeah. Has 188 horsepower yeah. starting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it looks good. It looks fabulous. Even though it's cheap. It's not Coming up, more Our Auto Expert got (laughs) guests on the way. We'll be talking about the Nissan Sentra. Stand by for that. Here we go. You're listening to Our Auto Expert. Catch up with previous episodes of the show on our website, ourautoexpert.com. You can hear all the past shows, see automotive videos, and read insider car stories about your next ride. Our Auto Expert is where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. We will find it all together at ourautoexpert.com. My adopted 23-year-old son shows up at the uh, house yesterday and says, um, I'm going to get out of my lease. I don't want my parents on my lease anymore, and I'm going to go buy a vehicle. So uh, this morning when I wake up, there is... Uh, a Buick uh, no there's a, a Honda Accord four door in the driveway and I'm like this doesn't sound like Michael um, what happened well I bought a Mustang and um, I didn't make it home it broke down so this is the loaner car and I was amazed that he is still uh, still going through with the sale I did tell him I did tell him that his dad happens to be an auto expert and would help him get a new car. But, oh, boy, he seems to know what he wants to do and is going to do it himself. So this brings me around to he may have been better off with buying a Nissan Sentra named uh, Best a Recent Car for Best Car for College Graduates by some little magazine somewhere called Auto Trader. And, <laughs> some um, little magazine. <laughs> and, uh, and so maybe he would have been better off buying uh, that. But uh, I, I don't know. He, it's one of those things where you have an auto expert in the house and you may just have – decided to uh, to use that. Heather's joining us on the phone. She's uh, from the product planning department. Uh, she's in charge of the Nissan Sentra. Uh, so first of all, uh, is this a good car for college graduates, Heather? Uh, well, first of all, hi, Nick. Um, <laughs> and uh, yes, it's a perfect car for uh, the college graduates, according to Auto Trader. <laughs> So let, let's talk about this vehicle because when we, it was revealed at the LA Auto Show, I believe. Was that right? Is that when we first saw it last year? Uh, yeah. yeah, you did. Last year at LA Auto Show, we uh, debuted it. Um, and uh, I believe that you saw it firsthand there. It's a yep. beautiful car. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about it because it actually breaks a lot of rules where uh, vehicles didn't have so much safety equipment and so much tech equipment in them. And they were kind of depressingly styled for something around that size uh but you broke those three molds definitely so exterior styling it looks like a car a sedan which is a lot bigger than that it has that sort of feeling of a mid-size sedan but yet is the size uh, of this small compact car uh, yeah, well, I think you're right. I mean, it is still the size of a small compact car, but it does have that look of a midsize. We did make it uh, two inches lower and two inches wider to give that sort of look and feel of a midsize, but definitely still a styling of a compact size. It is breaking uh, the rules, as you say, of the compact size uh, segment, but it really has really good improved proportions, and, I mean, the stance is amazing. Um, bringing that all new platform is giving it dramatic uh, styling. Um, but you mentioned safety. We really did break all the rules with safety uh, features, bringing Nissan Safety Shield 360 standard all the way down to S-grade. 
Now, this vehicle has been a big seller for Nissan. Uh, the Sentra has been a big seller, uh, seller for Nissan over the years. Now, in its eighth generation, uh, it, it really has that feeling that... I keep looking at these cars and they get bigger and bigger and bigger every model generation. Um, and this now has that look and that feel of maybe a family car rather than something a college grad would be driving. Well, Nick, I think that the all new Sentra is definitely a car for everyone um, with the all new safety features, the all new connectivity. Um, definitely the all-new styling. Uh, we could definitely have a Sentra for everyone. Uh, we have two uh, Sentra premium packages, one off of SV grade, one off of SR grade. We definitely have something for a college graduate, but you're right. We have a, every, uh, a Sentra for everyone. Let's talk Family, college grad. Right. And, and I think it, it does look like that to me, and it feels like that, and an enjoyable drive, too. I, I've, there's so many vehicles in that compact segment that are just so, and this is so much more. It's like it was even exciting to get in and drive it. And, and a lot of times, you know, people have, have settled for vehicles in this segment, whereas now there's actually something to look up to and look, look up for. It's actually got a two-liter engine as well, which I was pretty surprised at because you usually find something like a, a one point four or 1.6 in in that so it's a, a pretty big engine even though it's a four-cylinder it's got some dynamic driving yes it's actually a new fuel efficient a two two liter engine that we've uh, we've input into the new Sentra um, and it's giving you you know 149 horsepower increase over last generation and 145 pound-feet of torque which is a, another increase over gener uh, the last generation and, you know, this is also coming again with that new platform. And it's a really comfortable drive. Like you said, fun to drive. Um, we also, you know, top-level driving dynamics with a new standard independent rear suspension. So you really get in it and you really get to feel uh, the, the road. Um, exciting to drive. Yeah, you're right. In the segment... Um, a lot of uh, the other competitors, 1.6, 1.4, but really exciting to bring this uh, new 2.0 liter into the new Sentra. Now, let's talk about uh, the one thing that is the nicest part about the car for most people, and that's the price. Uh, coming in around $20,000. Yeah, you know, we, we worked really hard uh, with our uh, marketing and sales department uh, to really deliver all the features and the safety and the connectivity in the car and yes yeah, starting price 1990 um, for the s grade uh, so really excited to be able to deliver the vehicle at a really great starting price if i was to check all the boxes and choose all the options could i get it to thirty thousand dollars or would i still be a little short <laughs> Did you say $30,000? Yeah, yeah. If I checked every single box and got every single trim level and every single option. Uh, if you got every single option, you're going to come in at even under $23,000. Oh, look at oh. that. I just made $7,000 mm -hmm. in the last three minutes. I like that very much. Uh, and it, <laughs> it even comes with uh, things like LED headlamps and that, uh, of course. It's the taillights that make the vehicle. You like the taillights oh, the best? I love the taillights. Uh, um, Jen, yes, as a truck driver, would you drive this? Yeah. You would? Yeah. All right. 
I have. I got to play with so it. So now I've got you down for the Titan and the Sentra. Yeah. Just checking. Mm-hmm. You seem to be. Like, a, you're well, turning into a Nissan girl. You know that. You know that's scary because I like the what is it the edition one or one edition Ultima too. So yeah. Oh, so it's three Nissans that you're down for. Isn't oh. that crazy? All right. All oh, right. What this about is, the GTR? That's my favorite. Heather, this is a this is Four. someone that was a Chevy girl through and through <laughs> when we started the show. We're kind of converting her one uh, one brand at a time. I think you are. So. GTR is my favorite though. Well, one at a time. One at a time. We'll <laughs> get her there. Oh wait, GTR. That's th- that's four now. We're up to four Nissans that you have in your favorite. driveway. That's my favorite. Yeah, it's everybody's favorite. Unfortunately, we don't all have gen money. Uh, Mm, Yeah, that's it. Uh, Heather, is it on sale now? And can we go? uh, Can we go test drive it? Depending on whether our state is open or not. (laughs) Absolutely, yes, on sale now. Um, Yeah, and and some dealers are actually open. Um, We've got some dealers operating um, online, and you know, trying to navigate uh, the unique situation right now the best as possible. So. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Check it out. Uh, and also live on NissanUSA.com. Perfect. Heather, thanks so much for joining us. We've been talking about the 2020 Nissan Sentra. It uh, just won, uh, recently won, uh, one of those uh, best top 10 vehicles for a college graduate. Uh, I wish my college graduate had bought it and not a vehicle that didn't actually make <laughs> home from the dealership. Broke broke down halfway to the You know he's never going to hear that for the rest of his uh, life. He, he's that, like, right? he, he came up, he got up this morning and he walked in. He goes, don't, don't start. I know. I know already. I know. And, and when I'm you like, told me the hey, story, I'm like, oh, that poor you're, kid. You're an adult. I just tell telling you, you're an adult. You sign the payments. Return you, it. Yeah. No, return it. Hey, no. He needs to return no. it. No. Yeah. He could have come to his dad for advice. He decided to do we'll what he wanted. We'll discuss it at lunch today. No. He's eh. he's on his own. <laughs> All right. Uh, still a packed show coming up for you on our auto experts. Still to come, we're going to be talking about uh, the brand new Toyota Prius, uh, the special edition, the Golf GTI. And we're also going to find out what Kia is doing to help everyone out during COVID-19. Stand by. It's all up next. You're listening to the Our Auto Expert Podcast. Your smart speaker can be your uh, go- your device to listen to Our Auto Expert. You, all you have to do is say, hey, Google, hey, Alexa, or hey, Siri, play Our Auto Expert radio show. The previous episodes of the show are available on podcast. Hours of endless fun awaits you. I'm Nick Miles. This is Our Auto Expert, where two million Americans get their automotive news daily, along with truck girl Jen. You, uh, you said to me that we didn't get a chance to talk about here again my phone's now going nuts because i said the secret hey siri hey google i got two phones i got a work iphone and i got a personal android and every time i say hey siri hey google hey alexa whatever they all go bing boom bing boom um i do have an australian siri accent you see mine over here what's yours i got it on ignore nick mode oh, <laughs> dear. yeah you've got a 1957 what is it Steam-powered phone? Oh, please. No, yeah. it's not that bad. It is that bad. No, it is not. You got excited when you got a new phone case. No, you're not re-explaining your Mercedes piece. I've been driving the 2020 <laughs> Lexus uh, LX570, um, which is actually in a massive, big SUV. Uh, the coolest thing about it, I have decided, is a lot of times you get third-row seats that fold down into the floor to make a flat floor. Uh, this, which is based on the, the Tundra truck, I believe, or it's a similar chassis to the, the Tundra truck, a large, big Toyota chassis uh, with a luxury SUV on the front or on the top. Uh, it has the seats like the old Land Rover, which I absolutely love. So the third, yeah, Jen's making the money sign of me, $86,480 starting, starting. price. Starting. Starting. This is, by the way, 
This is stupid money. So, you know, we're just telling you things we like about it. Imagining is free. Go imagine all you like. <laughs> 383 horsepower. Woo-hoo! Yeah, it's actually really, really fast and really fun to drive. Yeah. It's really cool. Um, one of the things I like about it is that third row. When you press the uh, the button, the seats fold down and then fold to the side. Mm-hmm. And I really like it. reminds me of the old jump seat rear third row in the Discovery, the old Land Rover Discovery. I love I miss my old Land Rover Discovery. I know. I think you need a new one. Um, no, I have enough cars in my driveway. Are you sure? Yeah. Because I was looking at How many were there this today? morning? Count how many there were. I don't know. But you, just in your five, garage alone, there's five. There was three motorcycles yeah. and then you have this boat. <laughs> yeah, a boat, three motorcycles, yeah. five cars in the driveway, mm-hmm. and they get rotated every week. Mm-hmm. Hate me, don't you? Mm. Hate me, don't you? No, but you know, I was thinking the LX needs to come in more colors. It only comes in five colors. All right, uh, eighty-six thousand dollars. I'm sure you could have any color you want. I know, gray, darker gray, <laughs> yeah, white, yeah. black, and uh, nightfall. I can't read it. It's nice like a, a gold. Mecca, Mecca uh, yeah, black. that's no. There's a gold. I have a silver gold color. Well, then you have a special edition as usual because it says blue. I am a special edition. It can. It can yeah. <laughs> Everything I have is special edition. When I sell cars that I've owned, uh, crazy people buy them. Yeah. Okay. And and then they keep hey. keep social mediaing me and telling me that they got my old car and they're really excited. So I was thinking about this the other day. Yeah. What is you know, autonomous driving. What do you think? What do you think of the very first invention? When you think of that, what do you think? What would it be? What do you mean? Autonomous driving. Yeah. Who did it first? Yeah. What? Two thousand and seven. No. Wait. What do we know? Yeah. Two thousand and seventeen. No. Two thousand and fifteen. I rode in a Toyota. Uh, no. Yeah. In a Toyota Prius. No. No. It wasn't a Nissan Leaf, fully autonomous car, fully autonomous. Nobody touched anything, and it drove me around the streets. Okay. 2015. I didn't say fully autonomous. Oh, what, yeah. well, what did you mean? Partially? Yeah. Level well, one? Which level? Do, any beginning level. Who? Well, Nissan tend to do, they, they, they're one of the companies that do the most, usually autonomy. Okay, vehicles. we're not in sync today. No. Actually, th- when you start Oh, thinking, you testing my car knowledge? I am. Bring it on, <laughs> Nissan girl. No. Bring it on. When you think of autonomous cars, yeah. the very first autonomy for a car. Yeah was actually cruise control. Oh, autonomous features. You yeah. meant features. Well, if I yeah, anyways. Okay. So what What ye- was the first year? Uh, like the 50s, 40s, yeah, 50s? It was yeah. patented in 1950 and in 19- Do you remember that when that came out? Yeah, cuz I wasn't born yet. <laughs> uh, my parents weren't born yet. What? <laughs> no. It must have been. <laughs> but they anyways. It must have been. No, they weren't. And in 1958 Chrysler was the first um, brand to offer it. It was called the Speedostat. Oh. And it was a luxury option. Right. Now now you can all go and tell your friends that now when you <laughs> talk to them today and impress them with your 1958 Chrysler knowledge. Yeah. Uh, do you think the interior of the Lexus looks that they've done a good job of making cheap materials look good in a vehicle? Are we really going to do this? <laughs> <laughs> That's what you said about the Mercedes. I love the Mercedes. Right. I love that vehicle. All right. I was just saying that. Anyways, it they, doesn't matter made, what They've I done I a say, good job about making it. cheap materials look no. good. That's what you said. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm, I tell the truth. I'm not I lying. I love Nick Miles uh, so much. Coming up, uh, Regina Davis is going to be here. There's a special edition Toyota Prius. You want it. Don't lie. We know you do. That's all coming up. Our Auto Expert. You're listening to Our Auto Expert.
This is our Auto Expert radio show. The Our Auto Expert team is ready to answer your questions on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can also start a conversation with us. Any car questions, we try and answer as many as we can by having guests on to answer your questions. Just direct messages at Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert is where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. Uh, It was probably the most important uh, and not quite the original, but one of the original hybrid cars on the road in North America. That is the Toyota Prius. It has been a massive winner for the Toyota family. Regina Davis joining us on the phone to talk about something special that Prius have been doing. So Regina, this is a vehicle that is in the hearts of many, including the Hollywood elite. (laughs) Yes, it definitely was. Uh, And thank you for having me on the show today. Um, Uh, Yeah, Prius... I was okay, going gonna to say, uh, I'm trying to think of, uh, was it Sigourney Weaver that drove a Prius to the Oscars? Well, we ha- there was Cameron Diaz, as well as Leonardo DiCaprio, to name a couple. Right. That, that must have been a big, yeah. uh, a big win for you guys to see those guys in the, I guess the Prius could have been seen as the original environmental car, right? Well, the most successful, definitely environmental vehicle. Yes, it really was the vehicle that created that hybrid movement. So we're really proud of that. And it's revolution, it's sort of become a revolution over time. It still sort of has a lot of the same features, but it went from this sort of vehicle that wasn't particularly good looking, it was fairly simple, it was sort of, <laughs> you know, the battery was enormously huge and the hybrid system was sort of a little clunky to being quite a very stylish, fast, mean machine. Um, in the latest generation, it actually looks much more like a car rather than a hybrid car. Yes, it does. And, and our team and our, you know, big uh, shout out to our engineers who have really answered that need of what consumers have been wanting. And the vehicles become more powerful, more capable and really versatile. Um, it really has best in class cargo capacity. And we're really emphasizing to our consumers all of the things they can do in the car and other benefits. Uh, you know, that hybrid is one of the benefits and saving money on gas. But there's also great versatility where you can really go out and like explore horizons and do more than you thought you could, especially now that the vehicle has all-wheel drive, which is definitely a class sets it apart. Right. So let's remind everybody of the Prius, of course, since about uh, 2000, uh, Toyota have sold almost 2 million of these vehicles. Uh, Of course, it originally was just a uh, front-wheel drive uh, hybrid vehicle. Now, all-wheel drive is an option as well. And it also uh, comes with uh, a mileage, which is pretty unbelievable, even to today, over 50 miles per gallon, estimated, possibly 52. Jen, yes, raise your hand what do you want well and i drove this in the snow oh that's right the all-wheel drive drive. yeah and it's it's amazing (laughs) i went to that uh bridgestone driving school and got to drive it it stops on a dime it isn't it's an incredible vehicle i like the new all-wheel drive system this is a this is someone by the way who is a truck person (laughs) and now she's telling me that she loves uh the all-wheel drive prius as well all right so let's talk about this special edition because uh celebrating the the life of 20 years of the toyota prius you guys have come up with a special edition yes we have and we're really really excited about it um very happy to bring this to the market um, there are some very cool things about it. Um, one, of course, keeping in line with the uh, 2020 edition. Uh, we're producing only 2020 of these. 
So it is an exclusive model in our lineup, and it has uh, really great features, uh, such as black model and grade badges. So even the Toyota emblem, as well as the XLE, will have black badges. And I should mention as well that this is based off of our XLE front-wheel drive grade is what the vehicle is based off of. And so basically we've taken that and have added kind of an appearance package, if you will, to it to really make it special because we are celebrating, you know, 20 years of being leaders in this hybrid movement. Um, so in addition to the black model and gray badges, it has black inserts on 17-inch wheels. Nice. It also has some really cool blackout headlight components. There are some accessory lamps with black bezel trim around them. And then if you move to the interior, our shift knob, which has historically always been blue, on the special edition vehicle, it's black. Um, and the air vent, the HVAC uh, bezels on those units are smoke color. And there's also a smoke kind of center stack around the audio system. has a really nice uh, silverish uh, type of smoke feature. Who so said? Really, who, really excited. Yeah, yeah, who said that the Prius couldn't be macho and mean with all this black and this uh, these this new designs? It looks very looks very sinister looking at the pictures very of aggressive. it here. Is the paint a special paint color? Because it it looks almost like the the red one I'm looking at a picture of here. It almost looks matte. Magic, yeah. yeah. Well, no, actually, the red that you're looking at is our supersonic red, which is one of the uh, colors that we currently have. Um, and the car will be available on that color as well as Windchill Pearl, which is a new color for us for Model Year 21. It is replacing our Blizzard Pearl um, that we've had historically. So things went from, from Blizzard to Windchill. <laughs> <laughs> the weather's getting better. Yeah. <laughs> things are looking up. Blizzard to Windchill. I like it. I, you're one, one, Go on. One other thing I will mention as well that makes this car very unique is to celebrate the 20th anniversary, the interior will also come with, we developed a 2020 edition logo or emblem, which you may have seen. And so we have custom formats in the vehicle as well as a key fob, uh, key fob holder that has that 2020 edition on it to really just kind of put the icing on the cake. Now, will these be numbered? No, we are not numbering them. Okay. Yeah, so you'll have to work it out from the VIN number when yours was made. Yeah, well, uh, they're gonna, yeah. <laughs> well, they're only going to make 2020. Yeah. So I was just curious. Yeah, that's right, Jen. But you'll have to work out from the VIN number which number it is. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Nick. I've just given her a hard time today. It's give Jen a hard time day it on the radio. Is. Uh, it really is. <laughs> it comes packed with uh, the Safety Sense 2.0 system, which was introduced a couple of years ago. That now is on the uh, the Prius as well. Uh, it does some cool things like detects pedestrians in low light and uh, also bicyclists. Yes, it does that. And it also has the roadside assistance where it can actually read like a stop sign or a yield sign on the road as well. And in addition, it has the same features that we've had with the full-speed dynamic range cruise control and as well as uh, the normal automatic high beams and things that historically you guys have known from TSSP. Right. So packed with safety systems, great fuel economy. And, of course, there's that uh, Toyota reliability. What is the secret, by the way? Do you, what's the secret Toyota source to reliability? Because uh, it feels like you could just... I will tell you, here's the, here's the interesting story. I have a Lexus product, which is part of the Toyota family. I have a GX, and I only drive it in the winter. And, and so it sits under a cover in the summer, and then I get it out when it snows and I need to take the dogs to the dog park or whatever it might be. Um, and when I, when I have it sitting in the garage under the cover for seven months, 
and then I get it out, it starts the first time. And I've had many products that have done this with, and ne- none of them ever started the first time. They always had to be coaxed into running, Land Rovers, for instance. So what's the secret to Toyota's source to making the vehicle so bulletproof? You think she's going to tell you. <laughs> of course she's going to tell me. They're on the radio live. <laughs> Yes, in front of all of your listeners. <laughs> um, I attribute that to our awesome engineering team and really the foundation of what Toyota is about. Quality, dependability, reliability is what the company is founded on. And and our engineers have never failed in that feat. And they're constantly working to improve um, the materials that we use and the practices by which they produce the vehicles. And, and hats off to them. They're doing a fantastic job. Hey, Nick. What? What's the Prius mission? What's the Prius mission? Yeah, what does it mean? Lower emissions. What does it mean? No, you tell me. You're reading it from the computer screen <laughs> and cheating. Come on, what is it? It means to go before the first. To the oh, original. what does it mean? Yeah. Oh, all right. Is that your phone? Yeah. You want to talk to your mom? No, it's James Bell. All right. <laughs> See, the, the show's obviously falling apart. Uh, so the the Prius itself, this special edition, are they on sale now? No, they will be on sale late July, early August. And you can, is it limited to where you live in the country to be able to get uh, versions of it? Or does it, does, no. you know, can it be anywhere? Yes, it can be anywhere. There'll be a national rollout, so it's not just a regional play. Excellent. So I'll look forward to uh, having everybody be able to go test drive it too. If you want a special edition Prius, uh, we should be, I think I'm just doing some calculations here where I think we're probably due to get a Prius refresh coming in the next uh, couple of years. So uh, you know, if you want one of these special editions, you probably should go out and test them. Uh, listen, thank you for taking some time out to talk to us today about the brand new 2020 uh, Prius special edition. There is only 2,020 of them. So uh, if you want to get one, you want to uh, find out from your local dealer when they're on sale and head out to that dealership and grab them and uh, you could you could be the proud new owner of this special edition i do like the red color it looks very matty um, it may be just because everything on the vehicle is blacked out the marks the 20th anniversary with a special anniversary edition coming up we're going to talk about uh we've got a bunch of stuff to talk about uh including what kia is doing for their mission on uh finding you know helping people with covid19 helping the community uh, giving money to homeless youth and also uh, they've been doing a cooking segment on tv which is mo- very interesting to find out what they've been doing we're also going to be talking to mark gillies about the brand new Toyota, uh, sorry, the brand new Golf GTI. Uh, I've been recently driving one of these for the bang for the buck of the Golf GTI. Uh, to me, is one of the best vehicles out there for the hot hatches, um, and and they come in manuals. Can you drive a manual, by the way? Yes, all my vehicles have been manual except have for they? my truck. Yeah. It, it, is it interesting to you that m- the youth of today cannot drive manuals? Yes, that is just really creepy. I actually have to sit on my hand in the truck so I don't touch anything. Because I'm so used to... Oh, God. This is a joke, right? Like, Jordan, our, our producer behind the glass, I is know. looking at me. I'm looking at him like, I could go so I many know. places with Let this. Let me retract that, okay? Yeah, but, yeah. I'm used to driving a stick shift. Better? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes, please. Thank you. Because I'm a little frightened about where this was going. Uh, there's also... Also, this is a great time with reduced traffic on the road. Although I came back from Vancouver yesterday and it was busy on the freeway. Well, that's why I brought up the cruise control thing earlier is because there are so many cop cars out right now. 
please drive the speed limit or use your cruise control button. Otherwise, you'll get a ticket. I wish, I wish, you know, you know that I drove a vehicle with lights and sirens on for many years. Right. Uh, I wish somehow that I had that vehicle back now because there are so many people I want to pull over on the freeway constantly. Like, this guy needs a ticket. Oh, this guy needs. Because I think people think COVID-19, there's no on the roads. Why shouldn't I be mental? Exactly. It's people are driving really fast, which is yeah. fine. I, I well, mean, it's, it's I like to drive. I, I have fast, no problem with people driving fast. It's the weaving in and out of yes, traffic. I can't see on that. I Especially just want to take someone out of the car and slap them. And motorcycles. You know, it's it, the weather's bad. It's too hard to see sometimes. You know, are we getting old? Is that a problem? No. Are we? Uh, no, because I have like two speeds. Are we angry? Forty old? and seventy-five. <laughs> <laughs> are we angry old people? Get no. off my road. Get over. Youth. No. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel somehow like an old man now shaking my fist at the kids. But get off my lawn, kids. No, I just, like I said, that's why I brought up the cruise control. Are you ready to talk about Golf GTI? I am. All right. It's super cute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure that's a reason to buy a car because it's super you cute. You want to make a bet? Yeah. For a girl, it might be. Okay. How about... It's, if there are any men out there that buy cars because they're super cute, I want to hear from you. <laughs> oh, jeez. They're I super just, masculine. Mm, <laughs> is that better? Because it goes fast. It's a lot of fun. It's beefy. Coming up, Golf GTI. Mark Gilly is here to talk to us about that. And for 2020, it's a very good buy. You're listening to the Our Auto Expert Podcast. Locally created, nationally celebrated from the northwest to the southeast, this is America's Car Radio Show. If it has a throttle, we'll feature it on air, online, on smartphone, or on smart speaker. This is our auto expert, where two million Americans get their automotive news daily. I'm your host, Nick Miles, with Truck Girl Jen. With 37% of traffic on the road, less traffic on the road, it's a good time to teach your uh, loved ones, could be your son, could be your daughter, could be spouse, could be family member to drive a manual i will tell you that that means there's less likelihood of them hitting something else or getting into an accident when learning to drive a manual but it doesn't save the clutch i taught my 23 year old to drive a manual this week ah the smell still fills my lungs of that clutch poor thing uh (laughs) One of the most dynamic and exciting vehicles on the road today I recently had in my driveway, and it was a lot of fun to drive. Uh, It's been around for a long time, let's just say that, uh, the Golf GTI, and Mark Gillies joining us on the phone. Uh, Mark, the the GTI is still the go-to hot hatch for a lot of uh, the young people in the world who really want their first performance car. It's kind of the the first big, big boy, big pants car isn't it yeah i think so. i mean um you know but we um the car's now in its uh, seventh generation and we're about to introduce an eighth generation and i think it's a great combination you know it's sporty suspension front wheel drive so it's safe and predictable for people to learn to drive fast on uh available manual transmission and like a, a nice balance of like horsepower and size and all that kind of stuff so it's not too much horsepower that you're going to be uh, driving at ridiculous speeds, but it's enough to really, you know, have some zip. And I mean, it's been that way ever since you know, the car started. I remember I'm old enough to remember dr- test driving them back in the 80s, uh, right. Mark Ones, believe it or not. Um, and it's it's still got. I mean, I've, I've got a Mark Seven in the driveway at the moment. You know, it's my right. uh, company car, and, and it it's got the same just 
great expression of driving fun and driving dynamics it's always had it's one of, it's one of the you know obviously i worked for volkswagen but i was a journalist before and you know journos love gtis because they're affordable but they're you know, practical and they're also hugely entertaining and they're just they're just great cars i mean end, end of story i mean even even the clunkers you know mark three is not necessarily the greatest gti but it's still it's still a good vehicle in, in its time it's it's the best of of the the VW brand, whatever year it might be. I, I I'm just thinking about you when you said this. Of all the journalists that I know that own GTIs, and I could name five right off the top of my head without even having to think about it very hard. It is it does tend to be a car guy's car, uh, especially for something you can sort of zip around town in, but also get some nice curvy roads in, and it's got enough room to pack stuff in, and it doesn't come so Spartan. I remember some sort of the old Mitsubishis uh, when they sort of did their performance cars back in the day they were just they were just stripped I mean there was never anything in them apart from you know a seat and you'd lucky if the seat position moved almost uh, but this actually comes well equipped as well doesn't it you don't have to be Spartan about it it's got some quite nice uh, extras for 2020 yeah I mean the, the nice thing about um, GTI is again you know it's got all of the, the regular infotainment systems you have things like electric power driver seat um, top the top of the line uh, autobahn gets a fender premium audio system it also gets what we call DCC which is an adaptive damping setup that I think is phenomenal because you know you can treat you some of the trade-offs you get with the sporty suspension and sometimes it's slightly a little bit hard um, for you know and the trade-off is you, you get the, the uh, ability to go into corners with little roll and, and, and body lean. But the nice thing about the DCC, because it's adapted damping, you get a really nice controlled freeway ride. And then the dampers stiffen up as soon as it detects you uh, throwing it into a corner. And, and there's things like, you know, it's got a, 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 a torque sensing limited slip differential, which sounds like technical mumbo jumbo, but it's great because it helps eliminate understeer, which is yeah. you know, where the front wheels start to plow or whatever. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's got, it, 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 you don't know, get leather on it. Um, great audio system. Uh, just all, all, the, all, the, all the bells and whistles nowadays. I think that that's one of the things I like too, especially you talked about this very the very beginning, is the driving dynamics. I actually had it the same. I had two test cars the same week. The other one was the MX-5, which in itself is an amazing car. But for 2020, they made the suspension so squishy, and so as, as soon as you get up to speed and you do any you know turns, it seems to be like you know soft and spongy. And and yet the the GTI is not. When you do corners with this, it actually holds the line really well. You don't feel like uh, it rolls uh, too much. At the same time, what I love about it is it's you know the Miata is great to drive on a freeway uh, straight lines and it's also you know nice to r drive around town but the gti is is great in both situations and one of the things i always found was that you when you're not spirited driving a lot of these cars that are sort of made to have fun in are really horrible to handle on a day-to-day -day basis and the gti sort of makes a good impression in all kinds of street uh, you know streets wherever you're going to drive whatever you're going to do plus uh, i find it very simple to use as well and this is one of the things that you, you often find um, nobody makes a car with any space that's fun to drive I mean unless you're talking about a 707 horsepower Jeep Trackhawk or something but you know nobody makes enough space uh, and yet we fold the seats down I get five dogs in the back of a GTI yeah no I mean, that's one of the things I love about 
the, the car I've got at the moment is, um, you know, I pulled the seats down and a full-size bicycle goes in the back, you know, without having to take the wheel off, which I think is you know, pretty stellar. And, and as you say, the, the other thing I like about it is, it, you know, some people would say the looks are understated and so on, but I'm a bit too old to be driving around a car with bloody great <laughs> wings here, there and everywhere that's, that screams, you know, stop me, Mr. Yeah. Policeman, whereas... Yeah. A golf, you know, sort of golf, particularly if it's in a, like a grey or something like that. So yeah. it, it sort of just, you know, just it just sides through the traffic and nobody really notices it. I think, you know, it's a, it's a grown-up car at the end of the day. But, you know, the other thing is my son's 22 and both my kids learned to drive on a manual, I'll have you know. Good, um, good, and, love and, it. And um, first time he drove a GTI, I was like, oh, God, Dad, this thing's quick, isn't it? <laughs> and, you know, and he, and he races. He races a 92 GTI that I've got. Oh, wow. So, yeah, so he he was, he was kind of taken aback by how how quick it was off the line. So yeah. which, which was which is good, you know. I love it, uh, Mark. Thanks very much. By the way, it starts at MSRP is twenty eight thousand five hundred and ninety five dollars. Of course, if your dealer is open, you should go test drive one. If you do nothing else in your life, if you don't ever own a GTI, at least go test drive it so you know everything that we're talking about. The twenty twenty is a really nice piece of machinery. I do also like the little red accents that it has. So when you get up close, you know it's a GTI. It has those little red stripes across it, nice red calipers and that sort of thing. All right, more our auto experts. Stand by. Here we go. You're listening to Our Auto Expert. Catch up with previous episodes of the show. Uh, our website is ourautoexpert.com. You can hear all the past shows, see our automotive videos, and read insider car stories about your next ride. Our Auto Expert is where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. You'll find all of the stuff you need at ourautoexpert.com. Years and years of shows, you can just put it on continuous play and... Uh, it'll get you to sleep at night. It gets me to sleep at night. Uh, I've been checking in with uh, automakers to see how they're faring during the COVID-19 pandemic. Many factories originally shut down, companies furloughing workers and having people work from home that were still continuing to work. Uh, but everybody's getting back to normal and helping out their local community. And ahead of the line is Kia, James Bell, joining us on the phone. He is uh, the big bottle washer in charge of all public relations at Kia. And uh, first of all, uh, how are things at home? Are you, are you trying your family and you trying to kill each other with uh, being, being sheltering in place over the last few weeks? You know, it's, it's shocking. We're, we're doing better than I expected. I don't know what that really says about my family, but uh, <laughs> it's been, it's been interesting. Uh, but as you uh, know very well, Nick, so much of our work that we do in the auto industry is connected to travel. Yep. And it does feel strange to be completely acclimated to uh, the Los Angeles time zone. Right. That is weird. Right, yeah. I mean, I, I think I had uh, I had trips to Europe, uh, the UK, yep. uh, Germany, uh, Japan, and uh, Korea all on my list. And, yeah, they didn't happen. And so it's kind of strange being at home. In fact, I've got into quite a routine at home now. And I keep saying to my other half, like, I make the coffee in the morning. It says, you'll have to learn how to do this, you know, when I go. when i leave you'll have to learn how to make your own coffee all right let's uh let's talk about kia and how you've been faring during this uh this covid19 uh you've been stepping up and helping those people uh, not just surrounding your factory but uh, people all up and down the the coasts in making sure that they are surviving through this with money and with supplies yeah we're trying to do our best uh we came up with a program we call accelerate the good which was um, really very early on in this process to not only provide, as you say, uh, money, very help, helpful money to 
childhood um, homelessness. Um, some of the charities are involved in that. You know, we're just sitting here talking about and laughing about, you know, who's going to make the coffee. But that be, that's because you have a home. <laughs> right. Think about if right. you have this situation where we have to uh, shelter at home if you don't have one and you're uh, a child or a teenager, then that's a desperate situation. So we wanted to provide assistance, <clears throat> excuse me, the best we could there. And uh, also uh, doing a lot for the medical community, our fantastic factory uh, down in West Point, Georgia, was quickly flipped over and built a whole uh, separate assembly line for building uh, face masks, which have been now distributed to medical facilities, uh, as you said, all around the country. So, yeah, we're, we're definitely doing our best and, and, as I said, trying to accelerate the good um, in whatever way that makes uh, the most sense in different communities. You've been delivering those masks in one of the, the vehicles that's made in the United States, the Telluride, too. I wonder if that's, uh, it gets people excited usually when they see it, but I can imagine some people going, yeah, that's the car for me. Yeah. <laughs> it, well, it's funny, you know, um, I was talking to somebody the other day and I said, yeah, the, the Telluride is where the masks are, com- or sorry, the Telluride factory is where the masks come from. And they said, well, I hope that means you're slow- not slowing down Telluride production. <laughs> right. That thing is still, it's still sold out, Nick. It's the it, juggernaut. I mean, you know this business better than I. It does not make sense that a, a seven or eight passenger family hauler yep. is sold out. Now, you know, the shutting down the factory for spells, Obviously, it's not assisted in, in satisfying market demand, but uh, it's still absolutely on fire. But until that day that we can go back and, and get uh, everything going again uh, with our vendors and suppliers and, and get the production going again, we're uh, continuing to produce these face masks for the for the medical uh, industry. Yeah, and I mean, no lie, I can name at least 15 uh, TV anchors around the country that have bought Tallyrides. I mean, you know, everyone from a- Aileen Cox at WGN in Chicago, They, I mean, yep, everybody yep. is in love with that vehicle, and I think you guys, n- now now you also have created a monster, though. The problem is, how do you recreate yeah. that? You know, how... <laughs> well, and we've been talking recently about, uh, you know, the refresh on it um, coming out uh, at, at a time to be determined, right? because there's no rush. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, don't bro- yeah. you don't need to fix something that's not broken. Uh, that's thing. not but, at all. But no. you know, at the same time, although I think the Seltos has a lot of uh, feeling of the Telluride in yeah. it, uh, you always worry mm-hmm. that anything else you bring out, oh god, if it doesn't do as well, the guys in Korea are going to be slapping the back of my hand. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. like it's like how it goes. Uh, I, I first of all. I have to commend you uh, really stepping up and helping the local community homeless youth. That's absolutely outstanding. Uh, we quite often only think of ourselves in these pandemics and things that how it affects us. But a lot of times we have to also think about how it affects other people as well. And uh, it's good to know that some of those people are going to have somewhere uh, better uh, thanks to yeah. the money and the time that Kia have put into that as well. How do things look for the rest of the year for you? Um, it, obviously, New York Auto Show evaporated. Uh, L.A. is likely to evaporate. Um, is there a new kind of way to tell us all about new vehicles? Or are there new plans on, on obviously not able to fly journalists all around the world to test drive your cars, but it's going to start yeah. up at some form? I mean, is it all about planning contingency for Kia? Well, we were actually, um, you'll be receiving an email in the very near future here on a program that we're doing. Now, obviously, as you say, we can't get get the gang back together. Yeah. Uh, we can't be physical um, spacing, uh, space sharing together. But uh, we are doing a, uh, an online program here very soon to, uh, to launch a vehicle. And I, I think it's going to be kind of fun uh, in a weird way. I mean, <clears throat> being Kia, we wanted to do it in, a, <clears throat> in an interesting way, in something that was, 
Kia-esque that yep. uh, brought, a, brought a little thrill to the process, right. which is not always easy to do when people are just stuck staring at screens. But I think we've done something cool. So I look forward to your review on that. And, and then to your point about getting people into the cars, we have a program that we're putting together, kind of a, a, a touchless ride and drive, if you will. And um, so we'll, we'll see how it goes, but uh, we're ready for it. Yeah, it's good to find out all these things as well, of course. Uh, and, and now I'm getting to spend more and more time in the vehicles as well, because usually I'm not home enough. So that's nice to actually get first-hand uh, touchy-feely of a lot of the vehicles as yeah. they come out of the fleet as well. Do you think, uh, and, and you don't have to necessarily talk about Kia uh, here, but in general that uh, the new models that were uh, bound to flow this year are going to be less because people are slowing mm. down at how they're doing it? Do you think the sort of the pace of refreshed and brand new vehicles is going to slow down or despite no auto shows it's still going to be full steam ahead well okay first i'll just speak as a kind of a student of the auto industry i think that certain vehicles that have maybe not uh really caught um market favor uh this is a chance for the manufacturer to kind of back down on them a little bit yeah where you know uh traditionally because of union and labor arrangements or something uh they were kind of stuck on having to make X amount of a certain vehicle, even though they knew that there was X minus 10 that was going to actually sell. So what so, James is so uh, what James is saying, everyone, if you didn't understand it, is is now is the chance for automakers to get rid of the junk that they shouldn't have been making in the first place. That's what James is really saying. I agree. Not with necessarily you. junk. <laughs> There's plenty just of cars. There's for buyers. Yes. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just not the most popular. There's plenty of cars out there that should have <laughs> never been made. I can tell you right well, now. We were just talking about the Yugo. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a delicate balance between what you can, you know, uh, get approved <clears throat> with your unions and so forth. And yeah. so, okay, I don't want to get into weeds on that. But so I, I, to answer your big question, I do believe that there will be um, certain vehicles which will probably start to dry up or become more difficult to find. But that's probably because the market really wasn't looking for them. Uh, I can say on behalf of Kia, we've got some very important vehicles in our lineup, uh, you know, kind of mainstays or the bread and butter, if you will, other than the Telluride, that we're going to continue to go forth with. We, we've not backed down any product plan Good. whatsoever. Good. In fact, only kind of accelerating it. Uh, but the timing is just still to be determined. James Bell, you're always one of my favorite people to talk to. We're here 100% to support you, and thank you for supporting the communities and the medical community during COVID-19. It's absolutely tremendous that uh, people who didn't need to step up have stepped up to help those people around them, and we thank you very much. Still thinking about a Telluride in my future. I was hoping to get a, a good deal on it, but uh, unfortunately, I think everybody else is hoping to get a good deal on it too, so I keep getting, uh, think, you know, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. Uh, I'm, one day I'm going to have to pull the trigger. Uh, James Bell is in charge of all PR things at Kia. Still to come on the show, we've got Anton Warman. We're going to talk about pickup trucks. They're in a shortage, plus more. You're listening to the R Auto Expert Podcast. Welcome back to Our Auto Expert. Catch previous episodes of the show on our website, ourautoexpert.com. You can hear all past episodes. There are 100 of them for download right now. You can see videos, read inside of car stories, and of course, find out about your next ride. Our Auto Expert is where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. You'll find it all at ourautoexpert.com. Joining us on the phone, Anton Warman. He's an independent analyst and investor. Uh, he knows all things automotive. Anton, uh, a lot of stories. Let's start off with a big one that's just broken. 
the fact is paperwork being filed from uh, Hertz Car Rental Company, which means that they are looking at bankruptcy. Uh, we're expecting a huge amount of cars to be dumped into the system. You talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Is it actually going to happen now? Yes, it is. And uh, you should expect that the dumping of cars onto the regular used car market would have happened regardless of whether Hertz would be filing for bankruptcy or not. And it will happen from all the other rental car companies as well, regardless of whether they file for bankruptcy or not. So you should really just separate the bankruptcy issue from the impact of prices on the used car market because they are different they are related but they are different right what's going to happen now uh we we saw yesterday the jen was looking online at the hertz um website and they had six of their z06 corvettes for sale now there's only one this morning so clearly people know and they've been waiting for these uh, deals to happen do you think they'll manage to sell all of these vehicles or are they just going to be uh, circling the drain and no vehicles being picked up because uh, at some point it doesn't make sense for them to sell them for so much less than they're worth no, I mean, there's a balance here, right? So they will definitely cut prices, but uh, at some point, time value of money factors into the equation, and they're going to not be willing to cut the prices by a you know, dramatic 50% or whatever type level, uh, but you should expect a very meaningful price cut that will impact the market and will present opportunities for regular common folk like you and I who may or be in the market for a... Uh, modestly to moderately used vehicle that uh, uh, can be snapped up for a, a very, very big discount below where it would have otherwise have traded. I'm ready. I'm standing by. Let's talk about another thing that's in the news today. I was at the local mini dealership recently who are, who are doing fairly well. They laid off, I think, 37 staff out of 67. So they still have 30 people working and are waking, waiting for things to go back. But they still are managing to sell and service a lot of vehicles. Uh, across the road from them is a GMC dealership. And they said they are seeing record sales right now because people are coming from rural areas who are not so affected and buying those vehicles. The customers of bigger pickup trucks tend to be more rural, more uh, residential areas outside of city centers, and their business is going well. But it's going well for some regions. Other regions could be looking at a shortage of those pickup trucks. That's right. I've heard exactly the same thing uh, from uh, GM dealers in particular, but I'm uh, quite confident that we have similar phenomena to varying degrees from both Ford and the Ram pickup deal, uh, truck dealers as well. And uh, we have a situation here where, of course, there's been no production for a while, and the incentives are huge, 84 months with zero interest. Uh, GM gives you a little over $6,000 per vehicle, and uh, if you have a Costco membership, which costs 60 bucks a year, you get another $1,000 off. So uh, people are scouring the country for more and more pickup trucks. So uh, they're coming from, I mean, I've seen and heard many of these examples where people go literally 500 miles to pick up units that otherwise uh, are not obtainable in their home area. 
interestingly enough, talking to the same dealer, one of the things that he told me was in the past that a lot of dealers had been happy to trade between themselves. For instance, if you wanted, let's say, a brand new Ford F-150 with a certain trim level and a certain color, and they didn't have it on the deal a lot where you were, they would scale the inventory computer and have a look at some dealer, perhaps 100, 150, 200 miles away, who had that vehicle that you were looking at in that color, that year, with that trim level, and then they buy it from that dealer and ship it down. But they're telling us now that a lot of dealers aren't willing to trade those vehicles because they're not sure when they're getting replacements. So the customer actually loses because even though the customer still wants that particular kind of vehicle, they're having to hop in their vehicle and drive a couple hundred miles to go buy it from a different dealer. Again, Nick, you and I have heard the exact same thing because what's happening here is that there is just simply a shortage of these vehicles, and sales have held up okay. Basically, one can argue whether it was in, the, in a given one- or two- or three-week period, sales are up or down. I think they're still down a little bit, but when you combine that with the fact that there are no new deliveries yeah. coming from the factories, yeah. we have to be not only be concerned with today, but also what's going to happen in the next 30 to 60 days when yeah. you will still be low on inventories. That's yeah. exactly what's happening right now. Absolutely. Anton Wallman, he's an independent analyst and investor. You can read majority of his stuff at the street or Seeking Alpha. He'll be back with us in the next break. We're going to talk about why GM are delaying production. That's coming up next on Our Auto Expert. You're listening to Our Auto Expert. Your smart speaker can be your phone, or it can also be your radio. Say, hey Google, hey Alexa, or hey Siri, play our auto expert radio show. All the previous episodes of the show, or the podcast, will be available. 100 episodes online now. Endless hours of fun as you shelter in place. I'm Nick Miles. This is our auto expert radio, where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. On the phone with us, Anton Wallman. He is an independent analyst and investor. You can read a majority of his stuff at The Streak or Seeking Alpha. We're talking about the state of the industry. GM delays pickup production. It's delayed the restart because of a lack of parts. The same thing happened to Ford in the first couple of days. So weren't they ready to start production again? Shouldn't they have had the parts all ready to go? That's right, Nick. But here's the thing. You know, a car consists of many, many thousands of parts. And if there is a single one of them missing, even the instruction manual, they cannot uh, allow this vehicle to be sent out to the dealership. So, um, you know, the nature of this event that has occurred was so traumatic, unplanned, chaotic, problematic, unprecedented. I mean, the adjectives just don't stop that. I think uh, the automakers can be forgiven at some point for uh, simply not being able to get all of their ducks in order in order to resume production precisely when they had uh, planned on doing so because in many cases some of these parts come from mexico mexico is yet another set of jurisdictions that reside on top of all of the u.s jurisdictions that have to be coordinated and uh, if just one part goes wrong in this uh, chain of events then uh, uh, production simply grinds to a halt before uh, the vehicle in question can uh, leave the uh, assembly line 
All right, so let's talk a little bit about uh, some of the delays in announcing new vehicles. All right, so there's a lot of delays in uh, production because we know that uh, factories had to shut down, but also car companies now are planning on things like the New York show, which has evaporated, LA show, which is possibly going to evaporate, uh, to have brand new uh, cars introduced. Now they're not doing that. In fact, uh, we were supposed to see the brand new Hummer introduced from GMC uh, this last month and uh, that's evaporated uh, but they have dropped some teases of the vehicle now and it looks like it's got a different roof yeah so uh, gm at least produced a, a tiny bit of uh, video footage if you can call it that which basically shows a, a very uh, heavily uh, open sky type situation on top of the GMC Hummer, which will, of course, be an all-electric combination of both an SUV as well as a pickup truck. And, um, you know, that's what we're getting so far while we await the full unveil, which was originally scheduled, well, originally was scheduled for CES, and then it was going to happen later in the spring, and then it was going to happen uh, on May 20th. And, uh, and now uh, we don't have a precise date yet, but at least GM felt uh, that the need to whet our appetite with something, and uh, this gives us some sense that this isn't, ju isn't just the top end of a, of a regular SUV or pickup truck that uh, GM has been producing to date. Uh, Ford says new production launches for next season are delayed approximately two months. So we were supposed to see the Bronco on April 2nd. Uh, now that would be May, June 2nd. Do you think it's two months is a little bit ambitious? Because it looks like most people aren't opening until later in June. Yeah, I think really what they meant was production start. So the production starts of both the Bronco, the Bronco Junior, if you wish, the Mustang Mach-E, the all-electric crossover, as well as the new, heavily refreshed, but not necessarily all-new F-Series, particularly the F-150. Um, they're all seeing their production starts approximately two months delayed later this year and into very, er very, very early 2021, uh, uh, basically reflecting the approximate 60-day delay uh, resulting from... Uh, the so COVID-19. It was essentially proportional. Yeah. No, I understand that, uh, too. It's obviously frustrating because we want to see those new products, and we've pretty much seen the new Bronco. Um, and, uh, of course, if production is delayed, it means that revealing delayed. Also, the new F-150, everyone's asking, especially my uh, the TV audiences in, uh, in Kansas City, Missouri, where the F-150 is made. They want to know uh, when the new truck is coming and will they be producing it as well. Uh, Tesla delays uh, battery day event for may to at least june or july what what is battery day maybe you can explain that to us yeah so of course Tesla has not really said exactly what they are going to announce on this uh, battery day which is when they're going to present their presumably their vision for what they have in store for new battery technology coming up in the coming years so one of the things that have been heavily rumored is that they're going to have a battery that can last supposedly a million miles and that will be produced by the Chinese company called CATL. And uh, whether or not Tesla will have an exclusive on this battery or not, nobody knows. Uh, you would think that CATL will be willing to sell any product they have to any automaker in the world, especially since Tesla has less than 30% of the world's pure battery electric uh, market and less than 20% of the combined pure electric and plug-in hybrid market share in terms of units as we exited 2019, and those percentages are 
estimated to be far, far lower in 2020 than they were in 2019 anyway. So perhaps Tesla has a unique chemistry for this battery that uh, CATL will simply uh, manufacture solely for Tesla and cannot sell to anybody else. But that would be an example of some of the things that uh, are being rumored in terms of what Tesla could present. We will also hear some numbers that will sound very ambitious with respect to what these batteries will cost, and those numbers will be far lower than any numbers we've heard in the past. But it's very hard to independently verify these cost numbers because when it comes to these costs of some something like a battery, it depends on how you uh, allocate these costs. I mean, is it only variable cost? What are you assuming for the building and the construction and the manufacturing of the machines that are in turn going to manufacture these batteries? What are you assuming for all of the ancillary systems like the packaging and the electronic systems that are outside of the actual battery cell? So when you hear these numbers, you should definitely take them regardless of which automaker presents battery cost numbers with a tremendous grain of salt because what all the automakers will tell you off the line uh, that they are not telling you in the press releases is that the real numbers are far, far higher in terms of cost than the headline numbers that you see being thrown out of there and that uh, thrown out there and that you will certainly see yet again in the case of uh, Tesla's battery day, which is coming here at some point later this summer. All right, let's talk a little bit about uh, President Trump. He's getting support from uh, from Toyota, FCA, and GM on uh, new stringent fuel economy rules. I mean, this is just better business for these current companies who are losing money on that. Yeah, so basically the story was that um, under the uh, rules that have been in effect and, uh, until now, the improvement in fuel economy that were mandated, uh, without which they would have to uh, basically pay enormous fines, would be that they would have to improve by 5% each year between now and the end of 2025. And um, the administration has come back and said, look, we're just going to freeze them at the current level because basically whatever people want to buy, they want to buy. If people don't want to buy uh, cars that have um, more a better fuel economy, then they don't have to. If they can buy those cars, you know, then they will do so, but they shouldn't have to do so. So they they basically came out eventually with a compromise and said, look, we're willing to... to uh, have these new fuel economy rules uh, be set at an improvement of 1.5% per year, 1.5%. And uh, that's the offer that's currently on the table. And uh, many of the automakers, such as Ford and Volkswagen, uh, came down on the side of California and said, no, 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 we want them to stay at the previous 5% um, rule. And now General Motors, Fiat Chrysler, and Toyota have come out on the side of the EPA and the administration and said, look, we, we think that the 1.5% make a lot more sense. So that's where it stands right now, and uh, we're awaiting the next steps. But interestingly, at least three of the automakers said that 1.5% is, is, is what we're supporting, uh, not 5%. I want to ask you a couple more questions of things that are in the news. So, interestingly enough, it looks like U.S. are coming out in support of Japan, and uh, U.S. Marshals Service arrested two men in Massachusetts accused of aiding ex-Nissan chairman Flee Japan. Uh, at some point, uh, it looks like the, the Japanese wanted these guys arrested because they'd helped uh, uh, Carlos Ghosn escape to Lebanon. Does that signify that the U.S. is assisting Japan in uh, trying to work out what happened? Well, traditionally, this would be a non-issue, right? So traditionally, uh, if this had been any other alleged crime by Japanese authorities, 
um, they would be most certainly be heading to Japan and, and uh, facing trial there. In this case, I find it a little hard to believe that given the extreme nature of the controversy surrounding the way in which uh, Mr. Ghosn was treated in Japan, that the U.S. is going to send these Americans back to Japan, given the fact that there is yet another American who is still in prison in Japan and who has been, according to many, treated very, very unfairly. So my bet as of today is that after much haranguing, uh, these men will not be sent back to Japan, but rather would stay in the United States. But uh, certainly seen stranger things happen. And they're also, I think, at least one of them is an ex-service member. So obviously uh, it's going to be hard for the U.S. to give that person up, especially since they may have been involved in uh, special operations as well. Uh, auto shows, New York now evaporated, been cancelled. Uh, even though the show was delayed, uh, it looks now that it won't happen. Um, privately been told by several manufacturers they were not planning to attend New York and are not planning to attend L.A., which is still going ahead. It hasn't been finally cancelled yet uh sema says they're going ahead with their show regardless which to me is the one place which is filled with p you know older men very close together very tight quarters in vegas but vegas has kind of that uh we're going to fight you attitude anyway so what's your take on the status of the auto show industry well, I think you should focus on one thing in this equation, and that is uh, the venue, the location, the city. And that is that if you look at New York, Chicago, Los Angeles, and uh, who am I missing? Detroit. Uh, those are all in big cities where uh, the mayors and the governors have proven that they are going to be very stringent in a whole bunch of areas and make it really, really difficult for anybody to organize any form of business going forward. On the other hand, SEMA, just like CES, are both held in Las Vegas. Right. Uh, that's a town that lives on conventions and the like. And I think that as Las Vegas opens up, I think that from a uh, risk management perspective, if you're in any of the automakers and you're going to say, well, let's not uh, place uh, too many bets in this coming year, but let's place one or two, I would say that if I were an automaker, I would place all my chips on rent in Las Vegas because that is going to have the highest probability of actually going through and where you're going to face the least resistance and risk from uh, the mayor and the governor in, in that particular location. So uh, I think that you should keep your eyes not only on SEMA uh -huh. to go forward this year, but also on CES and that automakers could make that their really big bet for the upcoming 12 months in terms of an auto show season. I like the uh, gambling reference. Anton Wallman, independent analyst and investor seeking alpha, and uh, The Street is where you can read a majority of his stuff. He definitely has his finger on the pulse of the auto industry, and especially alternative vehicles, what's happening with fuel and with fuel economy, electric vehicles, etc. You can find him and all of the rest of the stuff at OurAutoExpert.com. Over a hundred previous episodes of the show, Apple Podcasts, iHeart Podcasts, just just ask Alexa to help you out, read insider car stories, and watch all of our television appearances. Yeah, you can see them right there, ourautoexpert.com. Ciao, till next week. You've been listening to Our Auto Expert with Nick Miles. Find all the show episodes at ourautoexpert.com. Please follow us on all social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at ourautoexpert. And message us for a quick and witty response.